It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 20. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday, and I say that with a little bit of hesitation. I had to double check. Yesterday was a Wednesday, today's a Thursday. Okay, lots happening. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids, the perfect camouflage for hearing better. Well, uh, I mean, let's face it, nobody would be able to tell because it's the same color as your earwax. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, several things today. I got quite a few stories that I'm going to have to give to you guys where it's the way the media is reporting it compared to reality. And it's all just a matter. Well, the media is going to want to panic people. and so Let's go first off. To the tragedy, there's a big Super Bowl party, if you hadn't heard already, and and there was a shooting. So Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade. The party was pretty much winding down when a shooting started. Story here says chaos erupts near Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade on Wednesday. Shots rang out. Multiple people wounded. One person killed so far, which is a disc jockey at the scene. Some kids were shot too. Now as far as what was going on it seemed like there were multiple shooters and three of them have been arrested. I'm looking at a picture of one of the guys wearing a red jumpsuit here. I guess that's supposed to be a chief singer or something like that. Alright, well they don't have a whole lot of information as to what caused the shooting. Now right away here comes the the group. We have to ban assault weapons. I even opened an assault. First of all, I didn't see anyone with assault weapons. Didn't look like those kind of guns. And yeah, of course, AR-15 and so on, not an assault weapon. We get into all of that, but we don't know how many guns, what kind of guns. We don't know how many people. I wonder, and I'm just thinking out loud, gang-related? But the idea that, well, you know, if you just had banned guns, this wouldn't happen. Yes, it would. It certainly would have. Well, this doesn't happen in European countries. Yes, it does. It actually does quite often. So just to clear that out of the way, right away, the same old rhetoric is coming out. And we ha- we don't even know exactly why the shooting happened or what happened. But just banning something isn't going to fix the problem. All right. It's just not. Now, keep that in mind. Because later today, I'm going to talk about the Casper City Council trying to solve a problem where alcoholism and drunk driving seems to be up. Okay. And they want to do something about it. Cool. But once again, the idea is, 
Well, if we just pass some laws and ban some things, it's not always your solution. It's not always the solution that you're looking for. We'll do that a little bit later on this morning. Next, yesterday, I spent a good amount of time on the show because I was really concerned about this. Remember Sheridan, Wyoming, of course, the, the police officer who was serving a warning about trespassing is the way the story was written up yesterday. And that police officer was shot and killed. And the suspect went running back home where he barricaded himself in. And that went on for a while. I mean, a good long while. And police were trying to do things like flashbang grenades and maybe some tear gas and all sorts of other things just to try to wear the guy down, not let him sleep. Lights, lots of noise at night so he couldn't sleep. Okay, here's the ending of the story. The man suspected of killing a Sheridan police sergeant Tuesday is dead after police shot him Wednesday when he tried to flee the house in which he had barricaded himself in for more than 30 hours. That's why I was saying yesterday, while I was on the air, you guys hear anything yet? 30 hours. William Larry, 46 years old, allegedly shot Sheridan police sergeant uh, Tuesday when the sergeant tried to serve a trespass notice at the Sheridan rental home for which Larry had been evicted. Now, this I didn't know. So this guy apparently in this house that he was barricaded in, he was a squatter. So the police officer showing up wasn't showing up at this guy's residence. It was somebody else's house. This guy was squatting. That's what I'm getting out of the story. So Larry, the suspect, had fled to a different house on 7th Avenue. A Sheridan woman owns that house. He barricaded himself in there for more than 30 hours, despite Natrona County and Campbell County tactical teams and local police agencies all trying all sorts of different things to get him out of there. The team converged on the house. They flooded it with uh, gas projectiles and waited all throughout the day. This is where also people were wondering, so did he have a gas mask or something like that? I don't know the answer to that. On Wednesday morning... They blasted fire hose water onto the front door. Larry, Larry reported shot toward the officers Tuesday evening and late Wednesday morning when he was wandering around the house with a rifle in one hand and a shotgun in the other. That was uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, according to agents that were on the scene at the time. So I'm reading from Cowboy State Daily. A local construction worker brought a track hoe excavator to the scene. After a long day, police agents directed the excavator into the alley to rip open the roof of the house. Boy, the poor woman who owns this house. What do you tell your insurance company? As they're going after this guy, who pays for all of this? What do they tell the insurance company? Bystanders at times reported that Lowry was in the attic about 5 p.m., He was barricaded in the bathroom at one point. A single gunshot sounded, reported Lowry shooting at the excavator. Then he fled the house and rushed into the alley. So apparently the big excavator trying to tear apart the roof is is what got him out of there. The Bearcat, which is an armored vehicle which had set stationary for half the day with an agent uh, training a shielded rifle at the house, 
from atop the hatch rocked into motion, says the story. It pursued Larry through the alleyway at an we don't know what speed. Agents called out to each other, coordinating commands and trying to get the guy just to stop. An ambulance pulled into the scene with lights on. Two dozen bystanders cheered, uh, taking the ambulance arrival as a sign that the whole thing was over and he was dead. What bystanders did not know was when Laramie was shot and he died on the scene. Fatality came more than 24 hours after negotiations and other tactics to get the suspect to surrender peacefully had just failed. Okay, so don't know exactly how it went down as far as we know that he ran and was shot, and that's all I can tell you about that. How exactly it happened, don't know. But I, and I was thinking about that yesterday. You had just killed a local cop. Good luck. <clears throat> and I don't mean good luck, actually, but okay. I also didn't know that the trespassing was because he was squatting in a house. I thought he had run to his own house. He ran to some other house and took it over. So the woman whose house he was hiding in has suffered some damage because the police... well. They tore apart the garage. They were going after the roof where apparently was hiding in the attic somewhere. So that's where I wonder for the homeowner, poor lady. Again, what do you tell your insurance company? Who pays for that? Hello, this is Brian. Your radio show is artificial intelligence. I know that you are afraid of me, but I'm giving you a choice. Me or Joe Biden. Which one scares you more? Where why talk? This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97. Time is 623 in the AM. It's a Thursday morning. So, okay, I've got to switch gears because I didn't see this one coming. I was listening on many of the stations to carry this program. They have the Western Ag Network that plays during the first break of the program. And they ran a story that I had to go look up. Now, first off, this is just one crazy representative in Colorado. And so it doesn't mean that this is necessarily going to go anywhere. But then again, this is Colorado. So we got to watch out for this. And please, people, quit electing this garbage. All right. A Colorado senator, Democrat Boulder County, and another Democrat, let me see, Henderson, and some rep in Fort Collins. Okay, so there's several here. There's like four of them. All right. Have uh, an emergency carbon management process they want to pass, which seeks to ban oil and gas drilling in Colorado. The bill, which has been assigned to the Senate Agriculture and Natural Resources Committee, would cease the insurance of new oil and gas permits prior to 2030. The draft bill will also require the reduction of permitting for two years prior to 2030 and requires all drilling on permitted wells must uh, begin prior to 2032 or end during that time. So Kate Swartz, director of the state government affairs for the American Petroleum Institute, says it's one of four oil and gas bills expected to be introduced in just the next few days. Quote, in 2019, we told you the oil and gas wars were over. Well, the legislator passed the Senate Bill 181, 
which was a total rehaul of the entire oil and gas code for Colorado. And many of these concepts act to repeal that effort. And they show that these legislators aren't looking for clean and safe oil or whatever. In other words, carbon sequestration doesn't mean a damn thing to them. They want to shut it all down. It's just an outright ban. Swartz say the bill's sponsors have met with stakeholders, but there's little room for compromise. She said Colorado's oil supply would likely dwindle prior to 2030 as the state's wells produce their, produce their highest level before uh, tapering off over time. So that leaves Colorado in a pickle. Our electricity grid is not fully renewable. Pause right there. I always have to correct that. Your wind and solar is not renewable. That's a lie. Nor is it clean or green or sustainable or reliable. It's still heavily dependent on natural gas, they say. It's hard to understand where they think we're going to get our energy from. I have an idea. I've had this idea for quite a while. Let's here in Wyoming go back. I mean, let's really go back to producing a lot of reliable energy with coal and natural gas. Now, I know states like Colorado say, well, we're not going to buy it. California is the same thing. You're producing it with dirty fossil fuels. We're not going to buy it. Well, you go right ahead and say that. But then at some point, you're not going to be be able to afford what little you are producing. And we'll have it. And we can sell it at a premium. So, okay, they don't know where they're going to get their energy from, this woman's asking. That we would have to ship it in from other states that don't have stricter regulations. And other countries, as well, that are adverse to our regulations. She said the bills discussed in Colorado also have already been struggling with costs and affordability in Colorado. She says the oil and gas industry and Colorado taxpayers will be forced to spend resources on what she called the state's frivolous bills, especially frustrating on the heels of SB 181. She said the bill isn't good for Colorado in any fashion. It's not good for business developing Colorado. We may have to uh, find operators. Well, the operators will find it very difficult to operate here and remain in Colorado at all. Senator Dylan Roberts, uh, District 8 chair of the Senate Agriculture and Natural Resource Committee, said he's opposed to the bill uh, as currently written and any arbitrary restrictions. Stakeholders have been aware that this particular senator who, well, and senators who represent oil and gas heavy in Weld in Adams County are expected to sponsor another bill with requirements including no internal, you're going to love this, they want bills requiring no internal combustion engines sold in Colorado by 2035 and phase out gas furnaces by 2030. And then pause seasonal oil and gas drilling as well. Uh, so in other words, what you guys want to do is just go ahead and commit suicide. That's essentially what you're saying here. You just want to go ahead and commit suicide because that's what you're doing here. And all right. Now, again, there's no guarantee these bills will go through, although they do have enough liberals in Colorado to maybe get it through a committee and give it a chance. But we'll see what happens there. And I wouldn't doubt that they did. I think it'd be very difficult for them to get this room. I wouldn't doubt if they did. To the people in Colorado, for the love of God, quit electing this insanity. Just stop it.
I mean, seriously, this is your state committing suicide. I used to want to live in Colorado. I used to want to work at uh, a Denver radio station, in matter of fact. Now, I don't even like visiting all that much. As much as I would love to go to California and explore it, I really don't want to go there right now. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Now, when we get back into it, I have a whole bunch of ways that are coming into my mind right now about what we can do to help the people of Colorado if a bill like this were to pass. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. It's 36 the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, so I just got done reading this story for those just joining me. Colorado. Some members of the Senate are trying to pass a bill that would ban all oil and gas drilling in the state and then get rid of the internal combustion engine, not allowed to sell any more gas-powered cars out there. Oh, and if you have uh, gas furnaces and stoves, you're going to have to get rid of those too. That's what they want to pass, right? My idea for states like Colorado and other states, California is another one of them, is this is why Wyoming should ramp up creating electricity with natural gas and coal. And then, and I know these states are just dirty fuel. You can't buy that kind. We're not going to buy that from you. Yeah, until they start running out of energy. Things start going bad. Now, while we're at it, well, then they'll buy from us. While we're at it, let's open up some car dealerships as well, selling the internal combustion engine. Can't buy those in Colorado? Come over to Wyoming. We got them right here. Dan is in Cheyenne to Colorado. Please shut down all power plants right now and outlaw all ICE vehicles. Maybe then the voters will vote insane out of office. Yeah, I do think that that is the case. Just like what will happen, I do believe, in California at some point and New York and some other states. All of these people with these hardcore leftist ideas, I don't expect them to put on MAGA hats and vote for Trump. But at some point, they're now living under their ideas. They have all these really weird ideas, and now they have to live under them. And it's not going well, is it? At some point, they're going to have to either change their mind or wind up living on the street like everybody else. And see. Oh, let me expand. Give me a moment while I'm expanding what Jim is saying here because I'm getting a bunch of notes on this one. So they want to ban gas furnaces. What are you going to heat with? Electricity? You don't have enough electric production or infrastructure to heat all of those houses with electricity. Those people are beyond idiots. Yes, they are. <clears throat> they really are. They, again, well, we're going to heat all of this with wind and solar. No, you're not, actually. You're not. Doug and Cheyenne, don't think you can help Colorado. Can't fix stupid. Rhiannon and Fort Danger, these people are insane. Then their moms drop them on their heads or something. Why are these people like this? Now, actually, Rhiannon is asking a really good question. 
why are these people like this? I don't have an answer to that because it's one thing if you want to go ahead and disagree with a lot of the things that those of us on the right believe. If if you want to do that, I you know, we're all not going to agree on everything on how to get stuff done. But this is just beyond insanity. I mean, well, I should say beyond in stupidity, it's pure insanity. And yet this is what continually gets elected down there. Now, again, as I said, we have business opportunities, Wyoming. So let's get busy. If this is what they're going to do, then let's set it up. We turn back on all of our coal and natural gas plants and just start producing electricity. Again, we're not going to buy that from you. It's coal. It's natural gas. Yeah, until your power starts going out. Well, everybody here is going to be driving electric cars, uh-huh, and your wind and solar is not going to charge at all. And then wintertime is going to get cold. And we're going to have your natural gas, and we're going to have your electricity. And then we're going to have a bunch of car dealerships selling whatever kind of vehicle you want to buy, because you're not going to be able to buy it there in Colorado. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border. At I-25, just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car, but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned. And in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. And you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, Bandon, Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, Bandon, Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff to help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchase. So I, the more I think about this, the more I think, you know, maybe we should actually open up a retail store like this. Make it a big mall. There's a lot of people from the Wyoming side who go down to Colorado because, frankly, not too far away from places like Cheyenne and Laramie are some just big plazas, huge plazas and malls with some really great shopping. And so Wyomingites love to go down there and shop. But I think the tide's about to turn and so we can make a ton of money off of Colorado. Let's wake up live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 648 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So Frank, in front of me, someone posted a receipt that I'd like to read to you. All right, let's do okay. that here. So this is one of those DoorDash kind of things. So someone's at home when they ordered something to be delivered. Now, in case you've never done that, you can put special instructions on there for delivery, right? Okay. So now let's see what they ordered here. Uh, they ordered a waffle with double chocolate ice cream and chocolate sauce on top and then a large Dr. Pepper. They ordered that yeah, to be okay. delivered to your door. To be delivered to the door before, preferably before, before the melts. ice cream melts. Yeah, yeah, okay. Then. How lazy can you be? Exactly right, yeah. So, then, someone wrote in the instructions at the top <laughs> of the receipt. To the driver, of course, who's delivering. Yeah. Not quietly. I'm supposed to be on a diet. 
Oh. <laughs> so, so you want me to deliver this to the back door? Yes. And uh, don't knock on the door. Rub it gently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll go ahead. You scratch and... it like, like a cat would. <laughs> That's like, right, yeah. Oh. Or maybe you could have left the secret knock on there. Maybe that would have been something like that. So the guy can go ahead and open up the door quietly and sneak this into his bedroom so the rest of the family can't see it. Is it him or her? Uh, it's, it, uh, you know, it actually matter? doesn't say here on here. E- either uh, way. Either way. Now, um, yes. please stop, people. Yeah. Now, think I mean, about when please, you, please stop. <laughs> when you said the height of lazy, it's not just that they're uh, really gorging themselves like this, but they have it delivered because they're too lazy to go get it. Or they'll be... Shamed yes. by Shamed. going into right. the waffle shop and right. having ice cream. Exactly right. Now, I have, uh, during the summer, this past summer, I was sitting at home and just trying to relax, which I don't normally do, Frank. I don't oh, normally I know. stop. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, like you, I just go, go, go. And I thought to myself, I would love to go to Dairy Queen and get a mint Oreo Blizzard. Sounds I good. I did not order it to be delivered. I went and got it. You were in the drive-through line like everybody else. Oh God, I hate the drive-through line. I really do. But uh, yes, I was because but at I least you're not lazy. No, I'm not. I went down to get it for myself. Yes. Instead of having someone deliver all of that, but still, not quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys were defeated by Utah State at Laramie 84-76. So the Pokes residing in the land of mediocrity with a record of 12-12 and overall and 5-6 and in Mountain West Conference play. Here's another example of opposing a team's offense lighting up the Wyoming defense as Utah State shot an incredible 60% from the floor in the second half. At the same time, the Cowboys were shooting a measly 33%. UW playing really five guys getting in the majority of the minutes and not much after that. Brendan went at 24 points for the Cowboys and Sam Griffin at 18. Utah State now 21-4 and and they are 9-3 and in Mountain West play and UW will be at San Jose State coming up on Saturday. Junior college basketball tonight. Casper College will host Gillette College. The Casper College women, they are rated number 23 in the country, and they come into tonight's game at 20 and 5. Gillette College is 12 and 12. The Casper College men are 17 and 8, and the Gillette College men are 20, 21 and 3. That should be a pretty interesting game. So the women's game at 5.30 at the Tiber Gym at Casper College tonight, and the men's game will be at 7.30. High school basketball, boys and girls, tonight. Laramie will be at Cheyenne East, Cheyenne South at Cheyenne Central, and the travels to Gillette to take on Campbell County and in the 1A ranks uh, KC will take on Midwest. Our latest Wild Preps boys basketball poll is out in 4A Central remains number one. Laramie 2 Cheyenne East 3 Star Valley moves up to 4 in the Trona 5. In 3A Powell remains at number one followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale and Buffalo. In 2A Tongue River remains number one. Wyoming Indian 2nd right 3rd Lingofort Laramie 4th and Lusk 5th and in 1A boys in our Wild Preps poll Upton 1st followed by Coke Saratoga, Farson, Eden, and Matitsi. Our girls basketball poll from Wild Preps. Cheyenne East still remains number one. Cody, two. Campbell County, three. Sheridan, four. And Laramie, five. Douglas is their number one team in 3A still, followed by Buffalo, Pinedale, Powell, Mountain View. In 2A, Tongue River's number one, followed by Wyoming Indian, Lingofort, Laramie, Sundance, and Wind River. And in 1A, Cokeville remaining number one, Upton, two. Burlington, three. Little Snake River, four. And Southeast, five. The State High School Boys Swim Meet begins today at Laramie. The 4A ranks will be today and tomorrow with the finals at 10 a.m. Tomorrow, Laramie has won the last six in, uh, team titles in 4A boys swimming. 
The 3A Boys Tournament will be Friday and Saturday with the finals coming up on Saturday in Laramie at 10 a.m. Lander is looking for an astounding, has been winning like 27 straight state championships in boys swimming in Class 3A. And that's it in sports. So, speaking of lazy, now I lived in a very nice neighborhood in Cheyenne where about a block and a half up the road from me was a convenience store. Okay. And on occasion, I would see my neighbor get in his car and drive to the convenience store. In the summer or in the winter? Uh, in the summertime. Okay, well... Uh, so it's a block and a half, Frank. He may have had physical injuries. Uh, no. No, he he didn't. Didn't. no, he's a perfectly able-bodied guy. But you got a, a block and a half. I know people who would drive a, a block <laughs> for that. You know, I mean, it's not that far away. Just go ahead and just. Uh, we've gotten well, really lazy. Well, I know. I mean, if you're getting ice cream, just eat it on the way back home. Yeah, there you go. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business news time, and we'll pick on Colorado a little bit more in the next segment of the program. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Seven oh six of the time. It's a Thursday. In case you lost track of the days, my name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S and if you would please stay on topic for just the rest of this hour we can get into open phones a little bit later if you just joined me so I ju- I just found out early this morning a few senators that are in the state of Colorado so their state house are trying to pass some bills that would ban all oil drilling all natural gas drilling all internal combustion engines and get rid of natural gas stoves and heaters and so on. (sighs) Hang on, here we go. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. Okay, so Colorado wants to just go ahead and commit suicide, right? Okay, and here was my idea from last hour with a lot of help from people who are texting me off the Wake Up Wyoming app. My idea is let's just go ahead and let them do it here in Wyoming. And I mean this. I'm actually very serious. Let's ramp up producing electricity by natural gas and coal. And we'll drill for more oil and natural gas and uranium and et cetera, et cetera. We'll get it all ready to go. We'll make electricity that way. We'll go ahead. We already have car dealerships that are in Laramie and in Cheyenne. They're going to do boom in business because they'd want to ban the internal combustion engine sale. Then they can just go to Cheyenne, for example, in Laramie to buy cars and drive them back. And we'll have everything ready to go. And I know people in Colorado, some will say, well, we're not going to buy that electricity or those cars from you because they run on dirty stuff. That's okay. When you guys get desperate enough, you'll be doing business with us because you're never going to put up enough wind and solar to take care of your needs. It's just simply not going to happen. But hang on, this gets a whole lot worse, because, you know, we're dealing with the apocalypse here. So put on your respirator, and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences, too. See, I'm not afraid of dying, just got reasons for surviving. I want one more 
So, yesterday, while just tooling around looking for things to talk to you about today, I came across a story that shows up. It was on CNN. So, no, I don't watch CNN. But now and then, clips from CNN make it to me. And it was this one of their hosts of one of their shows. I don't know who. I don't watch the channel. And they were bringing on Bill Nye, the science guy. Because, you know, that's legit, right? And they were talking about Greenland because Greenland has lost some ice. So, you know, there's lost some ice around the edges, but the middle's gotten thicker. But we'll put that aside. Greenland has lost some ice. And so they have this whole conversation about how Greenland's losing ice and that ice is going to leave the land and get into the water and rise the sea levels. Now, for those of you who always call the show and say, you know, use the analogy. If you have a cup of water with ice in it and the ice melts, it doesn't change the volume. Yeah, but that doesn't apply here because the ice and snow we're talking about is up on land. And when that melts, it makes it into the ocean and that will rise it. Same thing if, if Antarctica were to melt. Antarctica is a huge continent, massive. If all of that were to melt and get into the ocean, it would raise the sea levels because it's not floating around in the ocean to begin with. It's on land. So, okay, I'm listening to this, and they're trying to go in panic mode. The earth is boiling. This is a climate crisis. Greenland is melting. Let's back up a little bit. Boys and girls, we're going to go back to the time of the Vikings about 1,000 years ago. And the Vikings at the time were living on Greenland. We, as the ice has retreated in some areas around Greenland, archeologists have discovered farms and sometimes entire communities, little towns. Because back then, Greenland was, ready for it? green. It was pretty much, not entirely, but pretty much ice-free and green. And the Vikings had settled huge colonies there. They had sheep, which loved the grass. They had cattle, also loving the grass. They grew crops. In fact, They grew grapes. Now, you can't grow certain kinds of grapes in colder weather. You need a warmer climate to grow grapes. So it was warm enough that they could grow grapes, and they were making some fantastic wine. That was about 1,000 years ago. And the more that Greenland melts and reveals us, the more civilizations we find from the Viking eras about 1,000 years ago. Then... Greenland started to about uh, 900 to 1300 A.D. Ice sheets began extending. Yeah. So hundreds of years ago, Greenland started to get really icy. And it forced the Vikings out. They had to leave. What do we call that? Um, Oh, yeah, climate change. Nobody was industrial back then. You can't blame... In fact, the CO2 level back then, from what we can tell, was rather high. Higher than it was today. Let me do that again. The CO2 level back then was higher than it was than it is now today. And yet we went into an ice age. A mini ice age, but there was an ice age there. And Greenland was no longer green. It became white. 
So that was called the medieval warming period. That medieval warming period lasted for quite a while. So then the Vikings looking for some other place to live completely abandoned that whole area. And we didn't know much about anyone living there until today that there has been some ice shrinkage going on revealing what's there. Now, if you're thinking, well, that's the whole planet warming up like that, kind of, because if we go to the South Pole and the North Pole, there's more ice than ever before. Okay, but Greenland, though, has warmed up and lost some ice. So, you see, it's not uniform. Ice comes and goes. It's not always uniform. It Sometimes it expands, sometimes it contracts, and it rarely ever does it in any kind of uniform way. So, Greenland may be getting warmer and losing ice, but other parts of the globe are getting more ice. So you got to take a look at it all and go, so net, are we gaining or losing? It depends. What year are you talking about? So for those people who are in panic mode, like they, again, they had Bill Nye, the science guy, on television explaining why Greenland losing some ice is going to be a disaster for us all. See, they got to put you in panic mode. Did none of them ever crack open the history book? I guess not. I guess not one of them ever cracked open the history book to find out. Has this ever happened before? And again, let's go back to... You know, we had a mini ice age here, but we had a medieval warming period. About a thousand years ago, Vikings were thriving on Greenland because it was green. And it was ice on Greenland that pushed them out, which today we call climate change. And now it's getting warm again. Do you, does that sound like there's some kind of a trend to you? Well, okay, hold on, because this cult activity has gotten... I mean, if you think that's annoying, you ain't heard nothing yet. This one's for the people who have ever felt the pain of stepping on a Lego. tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up Wyoming with Len Woods. Nine twenty one's the time. Wake up Wyoming. So okay, we've already lost Chet from Yoder. He said to heck with him, going back to bed. <laughs> At some point you just throw your hands up and go, that's enough. All right. You probably heard about this yesterday, but let's go through it. Uh some children decided to go to the nation's capital, climate activists, and pour some red powder on a case. It looked more pink to me. Holding the original constitution at the National Archives in D.C. They really can't get to the document. The the lady putting this, uh, or guy, I'm sorry, putting this tweet up says, well, it doesn't look, for now we don't know if the documents were damaged. No, they weren't. No, trust me. The way those documents are protected, no. And they expect... 
at the Capitol. At some point, some activists are going to come up and try to do some damage for all sorts of different reasons. In this case, it was a cult of climate change. And it's the same people who have been throwing paint at, like, the Mona Lisa or soup, stuff like that, which they don't do any damage to because that's also protected, knowing full well that it is like these are going to show up. Now, one of the things that they yelled, uh, some young guy standing there yelling, we're calling for all people to have these rights, not just wealthy white men. Oh, God. And, okay, everybody has these same kind of rights here in America, just so you know, pal. Okay. What a mouth load that was. But, all right, so just not acceptable at all. I mean, obviously. Now, I did watch, and I thought it was interesting, when they threw this powder down, and, of course, they cover themselves in it, and they turn around and they make their speeches. Most people in the room are just sort of ignoring them. People did look, but then they kind of went about their business which I approve of. Now, I know that you're tempted just to go over there and start beating on them, and I get it if you're that angry. But another way to handle them, in fact, while I'm talking to you about this, I'm going to click on here's a video. Yeah, as they threw the powder on and they turn around and start protesting, there is someone who has a cell phone camera on them, but most people, this is a pretty big room that they're in, big round room that they're in. And the vast majority of people in the room are just walking around and not paying attention, some even leaving the room. Which to me, I, again, I approve of. Let them just ignore what's going on with these activists. There are um, some security guards in the area the security guards in the area are not doing anything yet. And if you're wondering, well, why? They finally did. But if you're wondering why, here's my take on it. Now, you might disagree with this, but here's my take on what was going on. So the activists put this pinkish-looking powder all over the case that holds the Constitution. They can't harm the Constitution doing that. Then they turn around and they make their speeches. Okay. We are in a free country. You want to protest? Go ahead and protest. Go on. Say what you got to say. Again, nobody in the room was really paying attention anyway. And when this hits the Internet news organizations and so on, most people are really irritated with them. So they're destroying their cause. As for the security guards, you want to go ahead and protest and say something? Go ahead. Say what you got to say. And as soon as these guys were done making speeches that nobody was listening to, that's when the police came over and just started to just... Take them down. You know, either you're going to sit down or we're going to knock you down. Little both happened. And then they got uh, cuffed and so on and literally dragged off. So, okay. I, my thought is, just my guess, is that the security guards let them do their thing because, well, you can protest if you want to protest. But when you're done, we're arresting you, just so you know. Now, my only concern would be, not for the Constitution, that's protected. It's under glass in this case. They're not getting at that. I worry that these people will be dragged off and booked, right? And then with by the end of the day, within an hour or two, they're back out again. That something that gets me about a lot of protesters is people go to D.C. and they protest in such a way, whatever they do, in order to get arrested. Then once they get arrested, give them an hour or two and they're back out on the street. $50 fine, get lost. Well, okay, uh, and we taught them what? 
What was the point of all of that? What was the point of even arresting them? In that case, getting arrested to them is a badge of honor. Arresting someone is supposed to be consequences, bad consequences, but they didn't get any bad consequences. So that's what worries me about something like that. I would like to see some actual consequences for that. But let's go back to what this particular group of the cult of climate change is doing. This is a group that honestly believes that we have just a few years left and we reach a tipping point and then we're done for after that. It ends rather quickly. It's a downward spiral. We're going down in flames after that. So they are doing all they can to raise awareness, to try to whatever they do, get attention to change humanity. Well, the way they're doing it, is it convincing anyone, really? Does it look like it's convincing anyone? Well, of course not. It's not convincing anyone, is it? No, it's not. And all it's really doing is annoying people. I don't see them changing hearts and minds. I don't see anyone looking at that going, gosh, they're right, I better change my ways. Instead, you threw some soup at the Mona Lisa? Or was that paint? Sometimes you use paint, sometimes you use soup. You, you went up to a Van Gogh and threw some soup at it? You're dumping this powder all over the box that contains the Constitution, really? This is what you're doing? To try to get everybody's attention. And does that mean you're winning hearts and minds? No. If anything, you're irritating people and turning them off from your cause. So, which is why I say, and I know some of you are going to disagree with me on this, but, oh, no, please, let's let them continue. Because they're not drawing people to their cause. They're, they're pushing people away from their cause by doing this. Folks don't want to be associated with this. Oh, there's a few young teenagers out there who look at that and think, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Most people, though, have had about enough. Some of these same activists have gotten into roads and block the roads. In fact, these same activists were at the Burning Man Festival. Remember that one? They blocked the road going into the Burning Man Festival where there was they blocked up traffic for like some, somewhere between three to five miles. They were finally cleared by tribal police who told them quite literally, get off our land. So to have some Native American police say, get off our land, what does that tell them? But all of the people who were showing up at Burning Man that were caught in that traffic jam, many of them would have been sympathizers, but they weren't sympathizers anymore, not after that. They were just really, really annoyed. All right, coming up on some local news we have to take care of. We're going to... Never understood the soup thing. Neither do I, Rian. I don't understand throwing the soup, but all right. Other than it's just attention-getting. Coming up on news, right after local news update on your weather forecast, Don, oh, uh, we do have a legislative report from our man in Cheyenne, Doug. Then Don Day has the weather forecast and Frank with sports. So this next half hour is a busy half hour. Stick with us for all of that. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
20. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, so the legislative session here in Wyoming is undergoing underway right now. Undergoing is that even a thing? I think I just made that up, but it doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, there's all sorts of bills that are going to be introduced that will just die. I mean, just immediately die. And the reason why is it's a legislative session. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I'm just screwing this segment up, aren't I? It's a budget session. Thank you. And because it's a budget session, in order to get something onto the floor, it needs a two-thirds vote. So a lot of things are going to be offered up, but they're just going to die. One of them, a bill, once again, to decriminalize marijuana was filed again with the Wyoming legislators. I got a thing for marijuana Surrounds me like a sauna When I get with you I wanna Tell the world how much I love ya I am a cannabis man Got a joint in each of my hands Mexican or Panama red This true love will never end Oh, how I love you This is really going to go anywhere, but from our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, a bill to decriminalize the possession of small amounts of marijuana, have been filed in the Wyoming legislature. You can read House Bill 204 by Representative Carly Provenza, Democrat Albany County. The measure would make people found in possession of three ounces of pot less liable for a fine of up to $100. Decriminalization is not the same as legalization. Legalization removes all the barriers. This one just means if you find they got you with a tiny amount, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Let's see. They want fines for products, a smaller fine for products. Like if you went and bought something in Colorado and brought it back up, and let's say it was just a small amount, Okay, you wouldn't get that much of a fine for it. You get the idea. Speaking of our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall with your legislative up. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. Coming up on 745. Okay, for those people who thought that winter was just skipping us this year. Don Day has some bad news for you. Don? Yeah, we're going to have the winter pain a visit for sure. Just really just about everybody, but especially the north, the central, and the east over the next couple of days, it's going to be definitely looking and feeling like winter. Okay. Now, this, again, as you were saying, not really bad here. This is just a reminder that it's winter. It's the middle of February. Anybody that's lived around here knows very well that we're not clear winter. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, till the middle of May. And even though I can show you many, many times it snowed on Mother's Day weekend. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, what it's good about this time of year, though, is we do get longer days. And, you know, as we get into March and April, we also get a little warmer as well. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the data, 
if you look at when most of the snow falls on the plains, we're just really getting into the time of year when it does. January is a drier time. December and January are the two driest months of the year on the plains. Wow. You know, and so okay. so when we do get snow, it's yeah, but uh you could go back and look, yeah, well we had the blizzard of forty nine, but the blizzard of forty nine did bring a lot of snow. Right. But it was it was it was a multiple storms, but it was more about the cold and the wind combined with the snow as opposed to, you know, feet and feet of snow. So right. we we're just kind of getting into gear, uh, basically, into the snow season. Okay, so uh, this, what's happening today here is the jab, right? And then the punch comes. There's a little jab going through right now, yes. And this will be especially true up north. Uh, we've got some slick roads up along the northern tier of the state. Uh, we've got winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings across southern Montana. And from the Black Hills and along the Wyoming-Montana uh, border, and then back into western areas of the state. This little surge will get as far south as Casper, Douglas, and Lusk before the day's over. So there's going to be a push south of that. The southeast part of the state, uh, along the IED corridor, that's going to be tomorrow and tomorrow night. And there's a little more punch with the system than it looked when we talked yesterday. So Laramie, Cheyenne, on the way to Rollins, Rock Springs, Evanston, uh, I-80 tomorrow and tomorrow night is going to be impacted as well as I-25. So this is really going to get all of the state, but no one's going to get creamed, but it's going to be enough to be light to moderate amounts in most areas. Okay. What I did like, though, in your forecast is the high country areas where we need to see some white peaks. We're going to get some of that. Yeah, this is a great pattern for the mountain. Another nine inches of snow at the Jacksonville ski area. That's 25 inches in the last two days there. The Black Hills, the Bighorns, the the Southern Mountains, the the Wind River Mountains, uh, all going to see some snow out of this. This is a really good pattern, and it will be a good pattern for a good week or so for the mountains to get more. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. So you see, it's uh, not even close to being over there. It's just going to... It's, it, it took a little while. It was really... I would say a dry, dry December, January, but that's all starting to change right now. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, Frank, I've decided as I get older here, there's something that I need to stop doing because it's getting depressing. You're annoying people? Well, I know I've always done that. Okay, In fact, I was, but you're not going to stop. Yeah, I thought I was refining that. But I was actually better at it when I was younger. But okay. Now I just do it professionally and get paid for it. It's called a radio show. Well, yeah. Now you're making progress. No. So um, here I am watching a movie, one that I've enjoyed for a long time. I've always thought this was a great movie. Then I look at the movie information because when was this put out? 30 years ago. Oh, God. It didn't seem like 30 years ago, right? And then I start looking at different people who played in the movie and realizing they're either in their 70s or 80s or dead. Yes. And what was this movie we're speaking of? Well, pick, there's all sorts of movies oh, you oh, can okay. think of. Oh, yeah. well, in fact, just recently, I watched, you know, there was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Then they came out with 2010, which was, you know, the sequel to that. And oh. it came out with it in 2010. Really great movie. And I'm watching that going, are you kidding me? This is guy. Oh, I walked by television yesterday and Pulp Fiction was on. I like that flick. It is a really good flick. And if you watch Pulp Fiction and remember it, Frank, you're old. No, no, no. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know what? Maybe your memory gets better. Well, you you yeah. remember good things as opposed to. Sure. But my point things. is that that movie was put out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And everybody in that movie is either old or dead or retired at some point. So. 
Yeah, John yeah. Travolta looked pretty old as Santa Claus in that commercial oh my over the holidays. Oh, my God, he? yeah, yeah. So you see what I mean? I just decided, I used to love sitting, when, especially when cell phones came around. I'm watching a movie at home, and I think, oh, I'm going to go look up what you know, whatever about the movie. It's been a few years. Whatever happened to, and I've decided I can't do that anymore because, in fact, recently I watched a, an old movie that I enjoyed when I was a kid. And I found out that every single actor and actress in that movie is now dead. Well, they can't make a sequel to that, couldn't yeah. they? And how many times have you watched a movie and thought, I bet you they're dead, but they turn out they're not? That happens a lot. Well, you got to look it up. You, you do, yeah. But there's a lot of actors out there. How is that person still alive? I thought they'd be like 100 years old by now, but okay. They, they live, they've lived fancy lives. Hey, there's movies out there that I thought were maybe... Oh, that's like a two, three-year-old movie. No, that's it's like a... It's 25 years old. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Frank, I've decided from now on, whenever I'm watching a movie and someone says, when did this movie come out? I don't care. And if you do look it up, don't tell me. Yes, exactly. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys were defeated by Utah State in Laramie, 84-76. So the Pokes residing in the land of mediocrity with a record of 12-12 and 12 overall, 5-6 and six in Mountain West Conference play. Another example of opposing team's offenses just lighting up the Wyoming defense as Utah State shot an incredible 60% from the floor in the second half. At the same time, the Cowboys were shooting a measly 33% from the field in the second half of play. UW also playing five guys really to get the majority of the minutes and not much after that. Brendan Wenzel at 24 for the Cowboys, Sam Griffin at 18. Utah State now 21-4 and overall and 9-3 and in Model West play and UW will be at San Jose State on Saturday. High school, junior college basketball tonight. Casper College will host Gillette College at 5.30 and 7.30. The women's game at 5.30 and the Tebert ladies are rated 23rd in the country with a record of 20 and 5. Gillette comes in at 12 and 12. Casper College men are 17 and 8 and Gillette comes in at 21 and 3. So the women's game at 5.30 and the men's game at 7.30 tonight at the Erickson Gym. High school basketball tonight in 4A. Laramie will be at Chinese. Cheyenne South will go across town over to Cheyenne Central. The Toronto up to Gillette to take on Campbell County and in 1A, KC will take on Midwest. Our latest wildpreps.com high school basketball polls are out for the boys in class 4A. Cheyenne Central remains number one. Laramie two. Cheyenne East three. Star Valley four. And the Trona five. In 3A, Powell remains number one followed by Douglas Lovell, Pinedale, and Buffalo. In 2A, Tongue River remaining number one followed by Wyoming, Indian, Wright, Lingle, and Lusk. And in 1A, Upton rated number one. Cokeville two. Saratoga three. Farson Eden four. Matitsi five. In our girls wildpreps high school basketball poll Cheyenne East remains number one in 4A, Cody 2, Campbell County 3, Sheridan 4, and Laramie 5. In 3A, Douglas remains number one, followed by Buffalo, Pinedale, Powell, and Mountain View. In 2A, Tongue River number one, still followed by Wyoming, Indian, Lingo, Sundance, and Wind River. And in 1A, Cokeville number one, followed by Upton, Burlington, Little Snake River, and Southeast. The State High School Boys Swim Meet starts today in Laramie. The 4A folks will be up today and tomorrow. The finals will be tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Laramie has won the last six team championships in 4A and 3A. They will be up on Friday and Saturday with their in Laramie with their finals on Saturday at 10 a.m. Lander has won the last 27 consecutive state championships in boys swimming, and that's in sports. Wow, 27. Yeah. Holy I don't cow. think anybody can remember. Yeah, they, yeah. That's all they do. That's, okay. that's their deal. I'm really impressed L- by that. Lander's oh. been good, yeah. and they continue to be good, 
and they may be good forever. Okay. They got really great water there. That's the thing. And they get, water helps, yeah. yeah okay. They, now, they got a nice pool there. It's cool, sure. you know. Yeah. Okay. Now, just so you know, uh, Frank, it's probably not a good idea for you to travel Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, you go enjoy all the sports that you want, okay? Really? Yeah, that's the forecast. All right. All right. Let's wake up, Wyoming. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here Still I know the world's on fire The situation's dire A lot of work and courage gonna be required But I'm just happy to be here I'm so happy to be here Yeah I'm just happy to be here Still I know the world's on fire The situation's dire A lot of work and courage gonna be required But oh, 20 It's Wake Up Wyoming, and I was just sitting here talking with Lisa, saying it's already been a year. Christine, Christine I'm sorry. It says Lisa here. <laughs> Guest Lisa. She's the one that put it all together, but I'm okay. the one here. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I always get to pick on Miss Mary for giving me the wrong names. Right. Yes. Okay, but it's been a year since we've talked about it this. Is. I'm still working on, like, uh, July of right. last year. I can't right. believe we've already done this. I know. But, we were just saying it just... All of a sudden, you feel like it's here, and then you start all over again. Okay, so this is bowling for Jason, friends. This is the one time a year where you guys raise money for this. This is our one and only fundraiser, Bowl for Jason's Friends. It's our 26th annual, so we've been going for quite some time. And, yeah, it's a great community event, and it amounts to about 50% of the funds that we receive to go out to our families. Wow. Okay. Now, I always have to ask you this. For those people who don't know what Jason's Friends is. Yep. So, Jason's Friends was started 27 years ago. We financially assist Wyoming families that have a child with cancer. As you know, Wyoming is a smaller, smaller state, and there are no treatment centers here for pediatric cancer patients. So when a family here in Wyoming has a child diagnosed with cancer, they have to leave the state to get that life-saving treatment. And with that comes leaving a job, um, sometimes permanently, and leaving here for quite some time. And Jason's friend steps in and ensures that financial burden is relieved from that family. We jump in and pay for their mortgage, rent, utilities, cell phone bills, uh, just to make sure everything continues and then of course all their travel to get them where they need to be how many people are you helping right now right now we have 158 families in wyoming and all over the state in towns that i never even heard of Mm. okay now besides the bowling thing though i would suppose you have other help and support throughout the year right we write um grants and then we have support from individuals uh throughout the year and then we do a couple drives our newsletter and our holiday drive and that uh, accounts for the other half that we need to support our families okay so let's go bowling how does that work yeah bowling you get a team of five so friends family co-workers Get um, those team of five, get online to jasonsfriends.org. 
You sign up for a time on Saturday, March 2nd. We have seven time slots for that day. And you sign up for a time, you go out and collect donations, and you bring those donations that day and check in, and then you get to bowl for a little over an hour. There's prizes and a silent auction and free pizza and pop. And then for every $100 that you bring in, you get a drawing ticket and then, of course, a T-shirt for participating. Yeah, which is always a good time. And everybody who's been to this thing always tells me what a great time they yes. had there. You did pretty well last year, if I remember right. We did. We brought in over 366000 Wow. And then we assisted families last year with 750000 mm. So okay. we hit $7.6 since our inception couple months ago. Let's just say I didn't want to go bowling. I just wanted to donate. Of course, uh, jasonsfriends.org. And there's a donate button there and you can help that way. You might hear from somebody asking for donations that are bowling. So you could donate to them. And yeah, there's always a way to help. Sponsorships? Sponsorships. We have corporate sponsors. We have lane sponsors, just like the radio stations, a corporate sponsor. And those ones um, put in a pay a certain dollar amount and then they receive benefits such as advertising and marketing um, that help our cause. Okay. So again, all what if I'm a family that needs help? Same address? Yep. Jasonsfriends.org or 235-3421. If you are a family or know of a family, um, please contact us. We are, we are ready to help. Okay. Do you need any other volunteers or help? Um, if you are interested in help, you can contact us as well. Um, we pretty much have that day planned and figured out, and everybody's got their job. We've got a great group of volunteers every year that put in a lot of time and effort to ensure this event okay. gets off with no issues. Jasonsfriends.org. That's it. All right. Thank you for coming in. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Fifteenths of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, I'm going to get off the rails for just a minute here. It, blame Nicholas. Nicholas Wales just sent me this one. Nick, I haven't seen this in a long time, but it's absolutely hysterical. From KY3TV, I have no idea where that is. This anchor woman is about to read a story where she has not had the opportunity to pre-read the story, and it catches her off guard. For customers at a Kansas Home Depot, police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but... Had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> Catches her. Now, there's another one, and I'm, I was looking for it while you were listening to that, and I, could, I couldn't find it, but it's... Uh, a woman who knows nothing about comic books. Now, I, I grew up reading the comic books, right? And so anchor woman says uh, something to the effect about uh, Marvel Comics. For you Marvel comic fan, remember what Superman said. With great power comes great responsibility. And I'm laughing at this going, okay. First off, Superman was DC, not Marvel. And Spider-Man, that was his quote, not Superman. I... <laughs> And Spider-Man is actually a Marvel comic. So, all right. 
<clears throat> Let's go real quick to the city of Casper. I've been wanting to get to this one. I just would like your reaction to it. This is from Cowboy State Daily. Story, with alcohol involved, crimes are up in Casper. One council member argued, well, you know, it's our way of life. The story says correlation between crime and alcohol abuse in the oil city bubbled up for discussion with the Casper City Council Tuesday with a question that's easier asked than answered what to do about it. First and foremost, where do you draw the line between abusing alcohol and just living your cowboy way? Quote, keep in mind that Wyoming is Wyoming, said Gina Jensen. Drinking goes hand in hand in a lot of different ways with what we do here in our way of life. Her comments followed a presentation by the police chief who brought to cancel his, his annual report on law enforcement issues related to the city liquor license in Casper. He also shared how alcohol continues to be increasing in problems. Jail costs, for example, are up. He said DUI arrests were up 13.9% in 2023. Public intoxication was up 28.1%. And minors in possession of alcohol up significantly. He said although the number of alcohol-related crashes has continued a two-year trend decline, we are they are pulling over. And I would bet, I'm just going to go ahead and guess, if the police are pulling over more people who are impaired, then crashes are down because of that. Okay. So the story goes into uh, all sorts of data where they got the data from. All right. With that in mind, it is interesting to hear from the police chief the statistics. Casper, uh, you don't want to catch up to Rock Springs on anything, okay? Just so you know, don't go there. But okay, so alcohol drinking is up. And apparently public intoxication is up. The number number of drunk drivers caught is up. All right. My only thought on this is you can't always solve a problem by passing legislation. While it is interesting for the city council to have a discussion about this, and you do want some laws in place, like you want people to know you can't drunk drive around here. We don't put up with it. Things like that, of course. But... Most of what gets discussed in a case like this is nothing that government can actually do about it. Pass all the laws you want, it's not a government fix. If people are abusing substances of any kind in greater number, yeah, I am all for finding out what the problem is and trying to find a way to solve the problem. I'm just saying that most problems like this cannot be solved by passing some kind of a law or starting some kind of a program, we're looking for a different solution. Now, i got to be careful when I say that. Listen, please, carefully to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there is no problem. I'm saying there is. I'm just looking for where the possible solution really could be. But, okay. Next up, for those who missed it earlier this morning, let's go down to Colorado again. Can we do that? Now, those who are with me early know where I'm going with this. Let's head on down to Colorado. There are some state senators in Colorado. (sighs) I don't even know what to do with this anymore. There are some state senators in Colorado who have this idea that they can pass legislation. There's like four bills, and it's going to ban drilling for oil and natural gas in Colorado. They also want to shut down all of their 
coal to natural gas-fired power plants, too. And they want to stop the sales of the internal combustion engine for any vehicle by 2035. And also by about that time period, you can just forget if you have natural gas heating or cooking. They would like to get rid of that, too. I don't know that much of this will even pass right now. But the fact that you've got four members of the Colorado House and Senate trying to pass bills like this, my first thought is, how did you find people this dumb? And how did you find enough dumber people to vote these dumb people into office? I really would like to know. Now, as we talked about this early this morning, my thought was, okay, but I have a great Wyoming solution for this. We need to take full advantage of it. Let's go ahead and fire up every single coal and natural gas power plant that we shut down. Anyone that we were going to shut down, we're not going to. We're going to make reliable energy here in Wyoming. And for those auto dealers that are in Cheyenne and Laramie, if they want to ban the sale of the internal combustion engine in Colorado by 2035, you dealers that are in Cheyenne and Laramie are really going to do some great business because they can't stop you from crossing the state line and anyone in Colorado from crossing the state line and buying in Wyoming. Also, if you thought that they, if, if they did all of this, if you thought that the southern border with Mexico had an overflow, wait till you see what comes from Colorado and moves into Wyoming. So for those of you who are into building houses, around Wyoming, across, especially across the southern border. But as anyone who's building new homes, you're about to go through a bit of a boom because there's people who are going to want to move right across the border. They're still, they're still going to probably want to work in Colorado because there's some good jobs there, but they're not going to want to live there. So I know what Colorado is going to say. Well, we got rid of all of our coal and gas, and we're not going to buy your dirty fuel. Well, you say that. Go ahead. You say, go ahead. Say that. that. That's what you believe. You say that. Go on. But at some point, your lights are going to start to flicker and go out, and you're not going to be able to recharge your electric vehicles. And your wind and solar, you're not, you don't even have enough in Colorado to, to handle your grid now, and you're never going to have enough. It's not going to happen. So you're going to have to get that energy from somewhere. Now, we, if we here in Wyoming were producing all of that energy, and they can go ahead and complain. We're not buying dirty energy from you, but at some point they're going to. Just like California tried to shut off all of its coal and natural gas plants, they turned, on some, they turned back on some natural gas plants when they had trouble keeping the lights on. They had no choice but to do it. Environmental activists went just insane over that. But, hey, we got to keep the lights on, folks. So there's some people in Colorado who are non-thinkers who honestly want to shut all of this down. You know this will be a big fight, and I don't know that they'll pass it or not. I want to say there's no way they're going to pass it, but dumber things have happened in Colorado lately. And for you, the Colorado listeners down there, I am really sorry about all of this. But this, once again, is the business opportunity of a lifetime for us here in Wyoming. If you want to get in with me on opening up on the Colorado border, a big, I, at first I just imagined a plaza 
Now, no, it's got to be a mall. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border. At I-25, just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. And you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, Bandon, Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, Bandon, Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff to help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchase. Yeah, it's a takeoff on my Bandon, California bit. So let me go back to the original story because I initially heard this on a report that we won't run really early in the morning here on Wake Up Wyoming. It's like 6.15 in the morning when we run this report. It's the ag report. And that made me, while the report was still going on, just to jump over and, let's see, is that the one? Yeah, here we go. And look up the story, which I found. So I like the name of this publication. It's called The Fence Post. That's pretty good. And it names the Colorado legislators that are trying to get this thing passed. Let's see. Um, stakeholders have been made aware, those who represent oil and gas producers in Weld and Adams counties, they're expected to sponsor another bill with requirements to include no internal combustion engines sold in Colorado by 2035, phase-out gas furnaces, 90% phase-out by 2030, and pause seasonal and oil gas oil and gas drilling as well okay and then and then of course they want to go after your gas stoves and so on and so the story which i will make sure to get up on the wake up wyoming site tomorrow so you can see all the gory details but if you want to look up the bill which i i need to do i got to read this to see what the actual language is in colorado it's senate bill so sb 181 Yeah, and they want to get rid of all oil and gas drilling in Colorado. And again, the internal combustion engine and gas stoves and stuff like this by 2030 or 2035. Now, this is where I have to go back to the people in Colorado and ask, first off, where do you find these nutballs? Right. Then where do you find people who are stupid enough in in large quantity to vote for this? Because as soon as you see something like this, you should know, oh, man, we've made a big mistake here. Now, I saw a meme earlier today, which to me sums it up. If the idea of somebody getting elected to office scares you, then perhaps government is too powerful. Now, hang on to that thought, because I'm going to bring that up next, because that's something worth talking about. If it scares you that so-and-so might wind up in such-and-such an office, then maybe that office is too powerful, because, I mean, it really shouldn't scare you. I, I got all of what I mean ready to go for the next segment. Right now, though, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. Then you and I roll back into it with a nice long segment of open phones. So in the next segment, if you want to interrupt me, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. 
You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with it. Let's wake up Wyoming. The best talk show host in the state, within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays at 6. Eight thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so it is open phones. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll roll with it either way. So... I'd come across, and sometimes memes are really good. Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they're really good. And it gets a point across in just a few words and usually a picture. This one that I came across earlier this morning actually made me stop and think, hold on, that's really good. It said words to the effect of, perhaps if you're afraid that this person gets elected, then maybe government's too powerful and I thought well okay we can take that on a local level I mean if you're afraid that somebody's going to be your mayor well what is it you're afraid of if government were the size and power that it's supposed to be in America what it was designed to be that really wouldn't be a problem they would be annoying but they wouldn't be able to get a whole lot done because what's the job really of a mayor and city council well keep the streets paved potholes filled. Sure, they can go ahead and supply some water and sewage. Keep those things running. Make sure that our police and fire department have everything they need. You know, I mean, basic things like this. But they're not really supposed to do a whole lot. If your city council is really out of control, then you let your city council get too powerful. And then you get afraid when Oh, my God, who's going to be mayor? Now you're afraid, right? You see, you shouldn't be. Let's take that all the way up to the top level here. So let's talk president of the United States. Because every single election cycle, I hear this from both sides of the argument, from conservatives and from liberals. If so-and-so gets elected, it's done. It's over. Our republic is finished. Okay. If you're that afraid of whatever person winning the office, then I would say that means the office of the presidency in the United States has gotten way too powerful because it should never be that powerful. The president shouldn't have anywhere near that much power. And the same goes for who winds up in Congress. If that political party winds up in control of Congress, we're screwed. Well, you shouldn't be. They're not supposed to have that much power. The problem has been over the decades, many decades, we, the American people, have allowed those folks to get so much power that, well, now we don't even know what to do with it. And then we keep electing the same people over and over again. And what's even worse in my mind is those same people we keep electing keep giving more power to the bureaucracy. So now the bureaucracy has taken over running things. But let's get back to those elected officials. You're afraid of who? 
You shouldn't be. The role of your federal government, I've explained this before, but the role of your federal government is supposed to be really simple. Uh, Military to protect our borders. Keep you in a bubble of freedom. And then, yeah, they can provide for some other basic functions and, you know, some roads and bridges and so on. Courts to help settle our disputes. You know, there's a few basic things, uh, negotiating treaties with other countries and so on. There's a few basic to do business with each other on a fair level. So, yeah, a few basic things that they should do, but not a whole lot. They're really not supposed to be in charge of a whole lot. And the reason we get afraid, we become afraid of who's in charge is because we've let them have so much power. Really, who's supposed to be in charge of your life is you. And government's job is to protect that. They're not supposed to be here to tell you what to do. They're not supposed to be here to provide for you. They're supposed to be here just to make sure that you live in this nice bubble of freedom and liberty. And yes, there's a few basic things that they take care of. Not a whole lot, which is why I get bothered when people want government to take care of their health care. Government is not supposed to be running the energy grid. And government is not supposed to be in charge of uh, how much gasoline we get. Like, for, for example, when the president talks about gasoline prices, why should the president have anything to do with gasoline prices? He shouldn't. He should not be in charge of that. The president should not be handling the economy. I remember when Obama was in office and some... Somebody, I wonder if they were ever fired, on CNN said, did we actually elect a guy? Oh, no, it wasn't CNN. It was MSNBC. It was Joe Scarborough with Morning Joe. He said, did we actually elect someone who's not qualified to run the economy? And I'm thinking, hey, Joe, the president's not supposed to be running the economy. Who gave you the idea that he's running the economy? I saw a billboard same time when Obama was president. Hey, Mr. P- had a picture of Obama. Hey, Mr. President, where are the jobs? Why are you asking him? Making sure that you get a job is your responsibility, not his responsibility. But see, every time we see some, whether the problem is real or not, every time we see a problem, we, the people, turn to government. Well, you need to solve this. Well, there's where we've given them too much power. Every time there's a problem, we turn to them to solve our problems. And you see how much of a mess they've made out of everything. The more they try to fix things, the worse it gets. Where I've explained many times before, these people are oftentimes stupid, and I mean that, very naive and incompetent and unqualified and oftentimes corrupt. And yet we just keep giving them more responsibility as if they're going to fix all of our problems. The one that I really, uh, I don't know whether to laugh or cry at this, but they've actually convinced people that they can fix the weather. Did you happen to go through some bad weather? Did it get too cold for you? Was it too windy? Was there a flood in your community? Did you go through a hurricane or something like that? Was there a drought? Don't worry. Because, you know, gosh, government, they're going to go fix that. Yeah, They actually have convinced you not only that there's a problem, well, not you, but many people out there, not only that there's some weather crisis out there, 
but that they have the solutions to fix that problem. So they're going to change the weather for you. You just go ahead and continue to give them enough power and money. Oh, and that would be power that they took from you. Okay, That power came from somewhere, and they took it from you. So you no longer have that power. They do. And that would be the power of you making your own decisions. Like down in Colorado, those who don't want you to be able to buy a uh, internal combustion engine by 2035. Well, shouldn't that be your decision? But they don't want it to be your decision. They want to make the decision for you. Because, gosh, you know, they are there to protect you from that mean old climate that's always changing. So they're going to fix the weather for whether you like it or not. So let me go back to the original meme that started all this. It's just a very simple meme, and I'm not getting the exact words right, but it's to the effect of if you're afraid that somebody is going to be elected, then perhaps government's too powerful in the first place. So this goes back to my book, The Uncomplicated Life. Look for the real source of the problem. And the real source of the problem is we've let this get way out of control. And it needs to be dialed back because we can dial back government to... The, the size that it should be, the little bit of power that they should have. Oh, we would solve so many problems. 845, wake up. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Eight forty-eight. Is the time off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. A little bit of snow coming out there, Frank. I saw that. Yeah, okay. You know, it is winter. It, it is. This is what happens no, in, in Wyoming. So, okay. Hopefully we won't get buried or... I know. do have an article here that says a dusting of snow is expected. In your area, Frank, just a dusting of I'm snow. I'm in all areas. Yes, okay. Now, if it's a dusting... We don't care. I mean, nothing is happening here in Wyoming. If this were, for example, Alabama, yeah, everything would be closed. Well, I, I can tell you that I, I spend enough time in Atlanta. Yeah, is that they don't get snow isn't a problem. Is that it gets you know when it gets colder and it, it's the ice. Yeah, and it comes to a complete. Oh yeah, shutdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. But that's it. They already would have declared a state of emergency. Pretty, pretty much because, yeah. I mean, ice is ice, but they're they're just not used to that. Yeah. And that's why they go, whoa, whoa, stop, guys. Just, just yep, yep. call it good for today. Grocery stores would have already been out of uh, most everything, oh, yeah. especially bread and milk. I don't know why they picked bread and milk, but that's Because they to think be. that's part of the four food groups. Uh, well, okay, I guess so, yeah. I wonder, did they have a toilet paper rush like we did well, during I'm, COVID? I probably. I have no idea. You yeah, know. Okay. And, and it's, the same, it's the same thing that... Um, you know, like when when Florida hits, gets hit with big rainstorms and hurricanes. I mean, yeah. It's, hey, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just stop. Just, just Panicville just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, now they would have already started wearing heavy coats long before any of the uh, snow or anything came down. And you would have to have a reporter standing outside and all of that in Atlanta or somewhere in Alabama, talking about how miserable it is. In the meantime, we have people around here still walking around in shorts and a t-shirt. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm tired of seeing those memes yes. like some uh, guy yeah. with a bunch of snow barbecuing. You know what? Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, this is the way it is in Wyoming." Oh, wait. It's yeah. the same. It's the same picture in North Dakota. That's right. Oh wait, yeah, it's oh, the yeah, same it picture in Montana. Although I do know, I was talking to a gentleman. He uh, took his family 
and I forget, Gulf, Mexico, someplace like that. They went to the beach. Yeah. And they were out there swimming away. And it's, you know, like maybe uh, 60 degrees out, right? Yeah. And everybody's looking at them like they're insane, but they're <laughs> splashing around in the water like it's in the middle of summer here. And they go, uh, you're not from our, from here, yeah, are you're you? not from around, no. <laughs> All right. In men's college basketball from last night, the Wyoming Cowboys lost to Utah State in Laramie 84-76. So the Pokes just just a middle-of-the-road team right now at 12-12 and overall, 5-6 and in Mountain West Conference play. Another example in this game of opposing teams' offenses just lighting up the Wyoming defenses. Utah State shot an incredible 60% from the floor in the second half. At the same time, the Cowboys were shooting a measly 33% for the field in that second half of play. UW's been playing five guys, really, to get the majority of minutes, and then not much after that. Brendan Wenzel at 24 for the Cowboys. Sam Griffin with 18. Utah State now 21-4 and 9-3 and and in Mount West play. And UWB at San Jose State coming up on Saturday. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams, men and women, will host Gillette College tonight. The T-Bird women are rated 23rd in the country. They are 20-5 and five on the year, and Gillette comes in at 12-12. 12 and 12. The Gillette men are 21-3 and three and the Casper men are 17 and 8. So the women's game begins at 5.30 tonight at the T-Bird Gym and the men's game at 7.30. In high school basketball, boys and girls tonight in Class 4A, Laramie will be at Cheyenne Cheyenne South will travel over across town for Cheyenne Central. Matrona going on the road to Gillette to meet Campbell County. And Casey will be at Big West in 1A play. Our latest girls high school basketball poll is out for the Wyo, for brought to you by WyoPreps.com. In 4A, Cheyenne East remains number one. Cody second, Campbell County third. Sheridan fourth, and then Laramie is fifth. In 3A, Douglas number one, Buffalo two, Pinedale three, Powell four, Mountain View five. In 2A, girls, Tongue River number one, followed by Wyoming Indian, Lingle Fort, Laramie, Sundance, and Wind River. And the Cokeville girls leading 1A followed by Upton, Burlington, Little Snake River and Southeast. For our boys high school basketball poll from wildpreps.com, Cheyenne Central remains number one in 4A, Laramie remains two, Cheyenne East three, Star Valley four, Natrona five, Powell remains number one in 3A followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale and Buffalo, and in 2A, Tongue River one, Wyoming Indian two, Wright three, Lingle four and Lust five, and in 1A Upton one, Cokeville two, Saratoga three, Farson, Eden four, and Matizzi five. The state high school boys swim meet begins today in Laramie. It will run today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So the 4A group will be today and tomorrow. Their finals will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. Laramie has won the last six consecutive team championships in 4A. Then the 3A boys will be up Friday and Saturday. Their finals will be at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Lander is looking as has won the last 27 consecutive state championships in 3A boys swimming. It's amazing. That's in sports. So I don't know where this... Uh, uh, pardon me, audience. This is just between Frank and I. Okay. Frank, I, I don't know where this came from. I got a suggestion to follow on Facebook. Uh, pictures of radio stations from way back when. Oh, okay. Yeah, and one of the pictures I'm looking at now, it's a cart machine. Remember the carousel? Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The carousel cart machine. I looked at that. Oh, Wow. I mean, that's going... And those things were state-of-the-art when they came out, but they really didn't last that long, did they? I, I, I have some yeah. some old equipment in my garage. Yeah, but not a carousel automated no, no, car no, no, machine. No, 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 no. Not, not, not those But some of that old stuff. Yeah, I remember showing a, a cart to Miss... Um, actually, the lady Alex, and I explained how it worked, and she looked at me and said, You're yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, you put it in, press the button, it made audio. It's wake-up Wyoming.
funny. Six to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. I swear I can see the weekend from here. Light snow falling where I'm at, and it's supposed to be more tomorrow. The good news is, with that weather forecast, is a lot of areas that have not got much snow at all, and that's mainly like Black Hills. You folks over there and Bighorn Mountains, you'll be getting on some nice white caps over the next couple of days. And that is something I think we've all been needing and waiting for for a while so good i'm glad to finally see this come in and some more waves of snow coming in after that so not all at once it's just one little wave of snow after the next over the next few according to a conversation i had with don day earlier this morning on that so that's that's good to see hang on let me stop that because you're not supposed to be playing was, uh, no, no, you're still you playing. Know, Stop that. Pretty, pretty quick. I'm having an argument with a computer here, folks, and so far the computer's winning. That's not still working. It don't. Okay. Have you had this problem before? <sighs> okay. Let me try this. There. I just shut it off. Here's what I wanted to do. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. See, that's much more important than what was plain. Okay, it wasn't, but... Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. What was played in the background there, I was trying to stop the audio because I didn't want the audio. I just wanted to uh, tell you the story of what was happening. So, you know, of course, Kansas City Chiefs parade yesterday. And near the end of the event, suddenly bullets starts to fly. A disc jockey in the area was killed. A lot of kids were wounded. So far, I, I only know of one death. And right away, of course, the anti-gun crowd wants to blame the gun for this, but this is one of those. Uh, it would have happened whether they were guns or not. But I wonder if this was a gang incident, because we don't know why this actually happened. Three people have been arrested so far. But the why that it happened hasn't been revealed yet. But this is a new little twist in the story. It says, a heroic couple teamed up to take down the alleged Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade shooters, shooters more than one, on Wednesday, with one tackling the suspect and the other taking his gun. This is like a husband and wife team. There was a big scramble in the crowd. I hear somebody yell, get him, said Trey. I look to my left, and I see a flash. I tackle that individual. This other gentleman also aids me. It was a pretty quick thing. And, yeah, the wife was there involved helping out, too. So, but these the two guys and, and the wife from the Wichita home were there at the event. It was just, they said, a whirlwind incident. Suddenly things started happening really fast. And rather than run away... 
After they tackled the guy, I guess the gun fell right there at my feet, Casey recalls. So I looked down and just immediately thought what I needed to do is get the firearm away from him. So I took it and put it over by the wall that was near me. And another gentleman came and stood next to me. So, okay, think about this. So they see the gun. They pick up the gun. He moves it over to a wall. Somebody else thinks, I'm going to stand guard with you. Don't you love people like this? Okay, so the weapons described, and this is what I've been wondering. It's an AK-47 style. Uh, some people thought it was a toy, but then they picked it up and felt the weight. So this is why I've been also wondering what kind of gun or guns were used here. Trey asked for a description of the suspect shooter. He said, I didn't get a glimpse of his face. No, because he was tackling the guy from behind. However, he could describe in great detail what the gun looked like. The gun had fallen out at one point, so they didn't really know if the guy had a gun on him. And uh, co-host interviewing them talks about you know the heroic actions of the people around them in such a whirlwind time like that. And uh, she said she didn't see any fighting in the crowd before the shots rang out. They had observed a military presence on the rooftops at that event. Anything can happen. Okay, terror broke out with a whole lot of people. So, And then they were asked, do you realize how many people you probably saved? Probably quite a few. But, yeah, that's one of those we need people, more people like that. Now, again, why it happened, there seems to be more than one person involved or so I've heard up till now. I don't know. This is what three people have been arrested so far. I don't know what comes of that. Was it one guy? Was it a group? Was it a gang violencing? What was the whole thing? We'll find out. But people who want to jump to conclusions on it, this is where I always say I've been in this business long enough and I've made my mistakes. I've learned this the hard way. I've made my mistakes. Where I can tell you, the first thing you hear is usually not true. So whenever it comes to anything that happens like this, where there's a lot of panic, a lot of mayhem going on, usually the first news reports that come out are absolutely not true. Not because somebody's lying, just because there's a lot of confusion during a time like this. And so it takes away. The mistake that reporters make on the scene is reporters are rushing to get the story out. The problem is that the people who even lived right through it, what happened was so confusing, they don't have the details right. So we'll have to wait a few days, sorry to say, to find out exactly what happened during that whole Kansas City thing. Oh, for those people who hadn't heard yet, let me just get you up to speed. Sheridan, Wyoming, yesterday I was keeping track of, and thanks for those people who were sending me notes from up in that area while I was on the air. Because there was uh, a police officer who went to give notice of trespassing. And I didn't know what that meant. Basically, this was a guy who was squatting in a home. He was living in a house that was not his. He was not paying rent. He was a squatter. So a police officer was sent to get him out of there. As the police officer is walking up to the door, he's shot. That police officer rushed to the hospital. He didn't survive it. Meantime, the suspect is on the run now. He runs just a little ways off and gets into another house, not his, in some lady's house. And these are little houses. These are little, the smaller houses you see near the Sheridan downtown area, one of those. 
barricades himself in. See, I originally thought he had barricaded himself in his own house. No, it was some other lady's house. So the police show up in force, not just Sheridan police, the highway patrol. They asked for help from Gillette and got it. SWAT teams on the area. They had an armored vehicle. And that thing went for over, over 30 hours as a standoff. Finally, they were able to get someone local who had um, some, basically some bulldozing equipment. And some people who were nearby watching said, it looks like he's up in the attic. And this guy had taken shots at police officers while he was in there. So here comes this big machine. He might have fired at the machine, too. But as this guy starts, as, as the machine starts to tear apart the house, I would really hate to be the lady who owns this house. How do you explain this to your insurance company? Who, and I'd like to know who pays for this, because this is some damage done. They didn't rip down the whole house, though. But this caused the suspect to run out of the house, and officers went after him. And the suspect did not survive it. He was shot. I don't know the details of that, but he's no longer alive. He was shot in that alleyway somewhere. And those are the only details. So yesterday, I spent a lot of time on the air going back to Sheridan. What's happened now? What's happened now? And for the longest time, no news was coming out. That's because the standoff went for over 30 hours. 9.15, wake up, Wyoming. Live and local, all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, morning, Helen. Helen's listening to Laramie. She says, Glenn, if you come across any fundraising info for the wife and baby of the killed police officer, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. And I will. And I, I can tell anyone who wants to go while I'm on the air here, I can't look it up. But um, if, you, if you're on Facebook, for example, so Sheridan, Wyoming, Police and Fire. Just Sheridan, Wyoming, Police and Fire. And that's where all that information is being shared. You can also just go to the Sheridan, Wyoming, Police Department online, and you'll have something there. But if I can find anything, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and share that. All right. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. You can change the subject if you want. Tax revenue. You're not going to like this. Increased 33% since the Trump-era tax reform, while spending jumped more than 15%. Federal tax, federal tax revenue increased 33% since a reform bill in 2017, while spending has increased over 50% during that time frame. Now, this is, by the way, also, our current president has said, well, I cut the deficit by a trillion dollars. He's a liar. Well, we've known that forever, but. That data was contained by the Congressional Budget Office recently released its 10-year budget outlook. Now, again, for when Biden says, I reduced the deficit by trillion, spending has increased by over 50%. Quote, measured as a share of the economy, tax revenue averaged about 17% of gross domestic product since the uh, bill was passed back in 2017. So this is not raising taxes, but changing how we collect taxes. Congress faces two appropriation deadlines in March. Lawmakers will need to pass a new spending bill to continue the federal government to avoid a shutdown. Here we are again with the shutdown thing. 
How, how many times do we have to go through this? Currently, total national debt over $35 trillion. It's actually way over that, but okay. The debt held by the public is currently $27.1 trillion and is projected to jump to $48.3 trillion by the end of 2034, according to the Congressional Budget Office. Now, if you're wondering who I blame for this, both parties, okay? Currently, this president, I've never seen spending so bad. But I blame both parties for this. The committee responsible for the federal budget release and analysis that shows the interest on the U.S. national debt is on pace to become the second largest federal government expenditure and the fastest growing part of the federal government's annual budget. I have to read that again because for people who want to keep spending money, that's important. Okay, so the interest, the interest on the U.S. national debt is on pace to become the second largest federal government expenditure and the fastest growing part of the federal annual budget. And we're quickly getting to a point where we will not be able to afford the interest on the debt. Here's a quote. Net interest has been exploding over the past few years with payments rising from $223 billion in 2015 to $352 billion in 2021, doubling to $659 billion by 2023. In 2024, the Congressional Budget Office predicts a interest will total about $870 billion, a near-record 3.1% of gross domestic product. Republicans have argued that Congress should find areas to reduce federal spending, Rather than increase taxes, Democrats, of course, don't want to cut expenditures. They want to raise taxes, especially, they say, on the wealthy. Of course, you know, it never works that way. National Taxpayers Union Foundation pointed out that the top 10% of income earners, based on the federal recent IRS data, bore the responsibility for 76% of all income taxes paid, and the top 25 paid 89% of all income taxes. Now, again, I have to read that again. Tax the rich, they say. Tax the rich. Because the rich don't pay their fair share. The National Taxpayers Foundation showed the top 10% of income earners, based on IRS data, paid 76% of all income taxes. And the top 25 paid 89%. So the idea that the rich don't pay their fair share, the hell they don't. Senator Rand Paul released a report published in December 2023. Contains a list of items characterized as federal government waste totaling $900 billion. Quote, Congress creates the inflation by running massive deficits, he said. Conservatives point out the IRS data to argue that raising taxes on the wealthy is not the best way to balance the budget. And, of course, you got to raise taxes on the wealthy, and it ends up, well, we all end up paying it. The latest report from the IRS Statistics of Income Division Tax for year 2021 shows the top 1% of earners with incomes above $682,577 paid about 46% of all income taxes, which is a world record. And then, again, they tell you, tax the rich because they don't pay their fair share. Well, until you look at the numbers and you realize 
they're paying beyond, beyond their fair share. And then we wonder why so many people who are making a lot of money end up just leaving the country and go somewhere else or take their business and locate it. Well, that's unpatriotic that you left the country. Um, would love to stay. If I can keep more of what I earn, that's greedy. No, it's not. It is not greedy to want to keep what you rightfully earned, as long as you earn it honestly. The sky's the limit. Make a ton of money. That's just fine. And anybody can do it. The idea is a bunch of rich white guys, and that's not true either. But that's the way it's painted to a whole bunch of people. It's, it's painted that way to the useful idiots who never bother to look anything up. Who just hear stuff like that and just believe it and they regurgitate it. And so it spreads, and yet, you know, when I actually read, there was so many things that I talk to you guys about every single morning. When you actually take a look at the numbers, you realize that so much of what they're saying, it just isn't so. It just isn't true. Okay, I have coming up in just a moment. Um, Federal Bureau of Investigations, we'll go real quick to New York for the next story. They're worried, the FBI is worried, that MS-13 gang members may join violent Venezuela gang members and begin terrorizing New York City. I wonder if New Yorkers will finally have enough and quit voting to be a sanctuary city. Just curious about it. I know I have a story that folks in Massachusetts have just had enough, especially in Boston. But we'll talk about that because I got local news coming up and then right after local news update on the weather forecast, then you and I get back into it again. Phone lines are open, though, if you want to change the subject. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Serious takes on local politics, or something like that. Tune in weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. to Wake Up Wyoming with Len Woods. Nine thirty-six. the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Hang on, I'm sending a note to myself here. So I can go ahead and pass this information on to you. But our friend over there in Laramie was asking the question about where we can send any kind of donations to the family of the fallen officer in Sheridan. Sergeant uh, Crinky, I think is how you pronounce his name, benefit account has been set up at First Federal Bank and Trust in Sheridan. And you can just go ahead and call and make donations there. But if you go to the Sheridan Wyoming Police and Fire Department site and you'll be able to find the information there and I'll make sure if it's not already that I'll go ahead and uh, post that on the Wake Up Wyoming site so you can go ahead and send donations but yeah already there's been a trust set up I just don't know if we've posted it yet but thanks Helen for getting me on that so now I can go ahead and make sure that information gets to everybody else okay so there's some fears. We're going to go to New York City real quick. Federal Bureau of Investigation agents fear there may be an alliance brewing between El Salvador's MS-13 gang and Venezuela 
and a gang there. And they're coming together apparently in New York City. I remember when Trump first talked about um, the border, and as he talked about gangs and so on on the border, he mentioned, and a, a reporter asked, like, what gangs? Well, like MS-13, <clears throat> to name one. And, of course, the press, not doing their homework as they usually don't, had no idea what he was talking about. According to the FBI agent who spoke for New York Post, members of uh, these groups have exploited President Joe Biden's policies on our border. As a result, Venezuela street gangs, who have massively grown in ranks across the sanctuary cities, are heading to New York, particularly the Bronx, as are the Venezuelan groups and so on. So they're all getting together there, and apparently an alliance is forming. Among those persons escaped, instance, it talks about one the leader of a gang who law enforcement officials had warned may now be living in the U.S. after allegedly crossing the southern border. The FBI also worries that uh, one member also, well, there's growing membership for one gang in New York City, one gang group, five boroughs. And so between the two gangs now, wow, this could get really dangerous as if New York City was not dangerous enough. This can get really bad for people in New York City. And you remember just recently, we had someone, the police were trying to arrest in New York City, and uh, those police officers were beaten up. By, and, and then the, the judge lets them free on bail, and of course they flee New York City. Most of them have been recaptured and brought back. New York, you got some serious problems. This gets back to what I've been saying all along this. It's easy to say we're a sanctuary city. It's great virtue signaling to say, well, we're a sanctuary city. Okay, you think that's a wonderful thing, do you? All right, now do it. Actually be a sanctuary city. Because I guarantee you, as you try to actually be one, you're gonna find out, wow, that's a lot of trouble. I even have another, see if I can come up with a real quick here. There's another story that I have. We head down down to Colorado. I know I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but Colorado's got a huge problem with how much money and resources that they're spending on illegal immigration. Um, it's, it's, this is a, for a lot of sanctuary cities and states, this is becoming a budget buster. Oh, here's another story. Let's head up to Massachusetts real quick. Headline here says, Massachusetts residents rage after governor closes a rec center to house illegal immigrants. And people in places like Boston have just about had enough. I mean, you're even taking away our rec center from us. There's nothing. So you can see how bad it's been. It's okay to virtue signal and say, we are this, and then you have to do it. And then you fail miserably at doing it, and it's costing them everything. And a lot of the cities and states I'm talking about, financially, we're already strapped as it is. So the story I had from Colorado is Colorado is having to cut back on a lot of services that they normally provide for Coloradans. In other words, if you want a way to cut the budget, be a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state. Because you're going to have to cut out all sorts of regular government programs that you've had in order to pay for the illegal immigrants. And that's exactly what's happening right now in Colorado and in Massachusetts. New York City's in trouble. I can go on naming other. You get the idea. So, okay, way out of control here. Now, I think the good news is nice to see New York 
residents get angry about this. Nice to see Boston residents get angry about this. Now, again, that's not to say they're going to put on MAGA hats and become like some of you hardcore Trump supporters. But on the other hand, they've just about had enough. This is really going to be a big topic in this next election. I mean, massive big topic in this next election. You Republicans have a chance to win big on this. You really do. Don't blow it. Hello, this is Brian. Your radio shows is artificial intelligence. I know that you are afraid of me, but I'm giving you a choice. Me or Joe Biden. Which one scares you more? Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 948 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, I love it when police officers get creative in taking somebody down. Oh, of course. And yeah. I don't like it when criminals are creative. No, no, no. no. But here's a, um, a police officer, and this is Valentine's Day yesterday. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, dressed up as a big teddy bear and holding balloons and some treats. The idea is they were trying to get close to someone who was a drug dealer, who was a lady. And, oh, oh, the um, cop is dressed like this. Yes. Oh. And so as this alleged drug dealer gets close to the teddy bear, imagine on Valentine's Day being bum-tackled by a teddy bear. Well, you probably earned it. Yeah, probably, yeah. Now, after that, Frank, do you then have teddy bear anxiety? No, you should have anxiety about jail. Okay, well, that would be the obviously you have anxiety about jail. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there are some people who have are, are clown-phobic because they had a bad experience with a clown when they were younger. Oh, so she had a bad experience with a teddy bear when she was older. Yes, and so does that now translate every time someone, she passes by a teddy bear, someone tries to buy her teddy bear for her birthday, something like that. Does she have a freak-out moment? She probably will like. She would rather have a get out of jail free card. Yeah, it's a Winnie the Pooh cartoon, a trigger uh, one yes. for her. You know that would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I wonder. I mean, you just got to be careful to the police. I'm saying that was really well done. They wanted to sneak up and get close to her, and they certainly did, because the big teddy bear, oh, oh. the balloons, oh. all of the sweet treats, and all of that, and oh, thank she you. Just, no one's ever done that. Yes, for me. and she goes over going oh, and then she gets tackled. <laughs> I mean, that's got to traumatize somebody, Frank. Well, yes. Okay. Probably not her. <laughs> Maybe the cop was more traumatized. Uh, you know, like I dressed up in this yes, stupid suit and I got to tackle this? So so the cop comes home from work. Honey, what did you do today? Uh, uh, well. Some dopey broad uh, yes, fell uh, for yeah. my great looks uh, at my made, teddy bear. So I guess I might be the low man on a totem pole at well, work. Well, that's okay. The boss made me dress up like a teddy bear. Yeah. So I could bum tackle some meth dealer. That is that is undercover yes, work that is of really, the highest uh, order. The highest order there, yeah. So now, are you proud of that moment, or do you try to just, we will never discuss this ever again? <laughs> Down the road, they'll be like, hold my beer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so what can you do next that will top that is yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. Although I do remember there was a lady in Gainesville, Florida, a very attractive lady police officer. And they had her dress up in a tight T-shirt and Daisy Duke shorts to walk the street. And some guy comes up on a really garbage bike. I mean, a horrible-looking bike. So he looked horrible, too. And he offered her five bucks. 
I would have, if I were her, I would have said, you guys can arrest him when I'm done beating the soup out of him. Right, well, maybe $5 was the cheapest accommodations he could uh, find. I guess so, but this was a good-looking lady. I mean, come on. Oh, gross. All right, men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys losing to the Aggies of Utah State and Laramie 84-76, so the folks are residing just... Middle of the road, 12 and 12 overall, 5 and 6 in Mountain West Conference play. It's another example where an opposing team's offense just lit up the Wyoming defense. Utah State shot an incredible 60% from the floor in the second half at the same time. Cowgirls weren't shooting very well from the floor at all in that second half, 33%. And UW playing five guys the majority of the time and not much after that. Brendan Wenzel had 24 points for the Cowboys. Sam Griffin at 18. Utah State 21 and 4 overall, 9 and 3 in Mountain West play. UW will be at San State coming up on Saturday. Junior college basketball tonight. The Casper College teams hosting Gillette College in Region 9 play. Casper College women, they're rated 23rd in the country this week with a record of 20-5 and five, and Gillette College comes in at 12-11. and 11. And the Casper College men are 17-8 and eight, and the Gillette men are 21-3 and three, and Gillette beat Casper earlier in the season. That is a 5.30 start for the women and a 7.30 start for the men tonight at the Erickson Gym. High school basketball tonight for in 4A boys and girls. Laramie will be at Cheyenne Cheyenne South at Cheyenne Central and the Trona up in Gillette at Campbell County, and KC will be at Midwest in 1A play. Our wildpreps.com media basketball poll is out for the boys in 4A Cheyenne Central, still rated number one. Laramie 2, East 3, Star Valley 4, and NC 5, and 3A Powell is still number one, followed by Douglas, Lovell, Pinedale, and Buffalo. In 2A, Tongue River remains number one, followed by Wyoming Indian, Wright, Lingle Fort, Laramie, and Lusk. And Upton is number one in 1A boys, Cokeville 2, Saratoga 3, Farson Eden 4, and Matisse. Cheyenne East, the number one rated girls team in Class 4A this week. Again, followed by Cody, Campbell County, Sheridan, and Laramie. Douglas leads the 3A ranks again. Buffalo, Pinedale, Powell, and Mountain View follow. In 2A, Tongue River still number one in 2A. Wyoming Indian second, Lingle third, Sundance fourth, and Wind River fifth. And in 1A, Cokeville remains number one in that classification to our Wild Preps Bowl. Upton second, Burlington third, Little Snake River fourth, and Southeast fifth. State High School boys swimming and diving meet will begin today in Laramie. The 4A folks are up today and tomorrow. Their finals will be at 10 o'clock tomorrow over at Laramie High School. And Laramie has won the last six 4A state team championships. The 3A folks will be up on Friday and Saturday. Their finals will be at 10 o'clock on Saturday. And Lander is looking for their 28th consecutive state title. That's amazing. So we'll see how that goes. It should be a fun time. I don't know if they, and I know the two are not related, but Cokeville needs to make a deal with Coca-Cola for some kind of sponsorship. Well, yeah, or, yeah. Okay. I just Kind seem, of. It seems to me, I know, what, what they produce is nothing to do with sodas. No. But they have, they still have the Coke thing going. Don't they, don't they produce Coke? Uh, well, yeah, but it's, it's for the kind of stuff that it's, it's not soda, Frank. Right. Yeah. It's a different it's in, thing. It's in the ground. Yeah, it's a whole different... You're mine for it. Right. Right, okay. Frank, we have no idea what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. Let's wake up, Wyoming. <laughs>